Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever your location. I am Dr. Timothy Hart, also known as Dr. Connexpert. Today we want to talk about meeting the needs of others. There's a time when we believe that we are helping others when in reality we're probably insulting them. Now, I want you to listen to this carefully because many of you who are listening to this probably uh, are in a challenge right now because you do this regularly. Sometimes our version of love means giving, and that's not a bad thing. But there are times when you have to be sure that what you're giving is actually going to meet a need, which means that you need to do some research and do some listening. I've heard a situation where uh, a man was applying for a job and his mother-in-law is was going around and she's probably doing it right now, asking people if they would hire this young man. And of course, you know, she sends back her responses and he would say, well, guess what? I've already applied at those places. And of course, you know, when they talk to her, when they talk to people about referrals, what they do is they always make it look like it's a sense of urgency. Oh, we're hiring. Oh, we're desperate. Oh, we're this, we're that. But then the reality is that person has applications in there. And I know, and I'm sure you do too, that there are tons of applications in a queue waiting for somebody to pick them up. Now, I see all that to say this here. It's not about the job situation. It's about the mother-in-law. There are people who actually think that they're doing you some good by doing all this stuff for you without even asking you. It's sad that we consider our own needs above someone else's needs and the actions that we produce, we call that love and giving. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're, you're, you're just deluding yourself. As I've said in many podcasts before, anything you do for somebody has to benefit them solely. You shouldn't get any inherent benefit out of it other than seeing that person improve because of what you've done for them. <clears throat> But we live in a society that always has to get something. We live in a selfish world. But you can change that by not being selfish yourself. See, because that spirit, what it does is when it shows up, it shows up and it masquerades as concern. And once you pull back the mask, you find out that there's nothing but a, a selfish, self-centered person underneath there. So we have to be careful. And I'm not saying this to make you paranoid. But what I am saying is this. All the information that I ever give you and dispense in these podcasts are not for you to use as weapons against people, but for you to use as tools to build yourself up. See, it's nothing like being in the better position and watch the action. If you're not going to do anything about it, then be a good spectator. Just sit off to the side. See, 
Wisdom has to speak when it comes to you and your life. Your information, the information you acquire should put you in a better position to be blessed and to be a blessing to others. If one of those things is lacking, you're not in the right position. There's also the cycle of reciprocity, which I've said before, the entire universe operates on it. So if you put in selfishness in, because it's so crafty and you really don't, sometimes we don't know what we're doing it. And then someone acts selfish towards you and you want to criticize them when in actuality, you put the selfishness thing into the, into the system, into the cycle. So I want to say this to you and I want, and I'm hoping it's my hope that you, uh, we're going to take this from a couple of different dynamics. Let's talk about the boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic, because I know that some of you listening don't have husbands and wives. I know you have boyfriends and girlfriends. So so let's talk about that for a moment. You're probably thinking, if you're a woman, that this man doesn't want to commit to you. And that's the reason why he's not asking to be married. Well, let me wake you up. He really, He does want to be married. He wouldn't even be in a relationship if marriage wasn't a thought on his mind. But you check yourself and make sure that you're not displaying traits that are not conducive to the plan he has for your life. See, because a lot of guys want to take you to the top. He wants to put you on a pinnacle. But if you got these character flaws, that will hinder you <clears throat> from being on top. He'd rather not fight with it. You'd rather not fight with it. If you're an argumentative woman, oh, you're definitely not going to get married. And if he does marry you, it's not going to be quality. Because he's going to spend his entire uh, entire time trying to either pacify you or uh, patronize you so you'll feel better and not argue so much. That's not, And that's not love. If you're a guy and you're listening to this, listen here. You can, you can try to be a player and have all of the women and and try to make yourself something. And then you pass it off with the occasional flower card and candy. Let me say this to you. Once you imprint yourself on a woman, that's all she's ever going to look for. If you present something different, all it takes is one thing for her to start questioning your loyalty. And if she pulls back that mask and she sees dishonesty and she sees selfishness, guess what? You're going to have a tough go. And I hate to say this. I hate to say this. But if you see that coming, brother, unless you like fighting and unless you think that you got some kind of mysterious power that most men on the planet don't have, I suggest you cut your losses. Cut your losses. Because it's better for you to leave her alone and let her heal so she can move on than for you to keep trying to stay with her and you keep driving that that wedge deeper and deeper and deeper. And then she's destroyed from ever having a quality relationship and don't and, and, and don't have a child with her. Now you're asking that child to be subject. Because they once they get hurt, they never forget. They never forget. So Let's talk about those who actually cross over and 
and get married. As I've said before, remember something. If the man is asking the woman to marry him, he's already off base. Because the word marry means to rule. And if you're asking the woman to rule you, you're already in trouble. Because men are not designed to be slaves. Men are not designed to be subject. They're designed to be leaders. And if he's not displaying leadership traits, sister, if he's not displaying leadership traits, don't expect it because you're not going to get it. I'm just here to say it to you. Take it from the dock. I've seen it in too many situations. Okay. If a man is not displaying traits of leadership, just be sure that you got a pretty deep purse because you're going to be spending a lot of money on it. Okay. He's the guy that's going to talk this talk nonsense about reversing the gender roles. I'll stay home and watch the kids. No. The Bible says, and any other work says, if any, any don't work, neither shall he eat. And that we, and I'm hoping that you're open enough to realize that the Bible was written to men. Because remember, it was Adam that was in the transgression. So it was Adam, the ones that needs to be fixed. And all of Adam's sons need to be fixed. All you have to do is submit to his leadership and you'll reap those benefits. Okay. So. Guys, if your wife is saying things like, this is how I was raised, this is how I was trained, this is how my grandmama taught me, this is how my mama taught me, this is how we've always done it, you be careful because she may not be cooking for your benefit. She may be cooking to fulfill some social script. She may be cooking so that she can fulfill this idea of what a wife is supposed to be. None of those things are love. See, the only reason women pick up on this, the only reason you're supposed to be cooking for anybody is because you know you're responsible for the nutritional needs of that family, good, bad, or indifferent. Men don't withhold their paycheck from you when you get when you kick him out of his bedroom and tell him he got to sleep on the couch. I've, ne I've yet to hear in all of my days of consulting with couples that a man said, well, I'm not giving her nothing. I'm not going to pay the rent. I'm not going to turn the lights on. She kicked me out my bedroom. Or I'm not going to put no gas in the car because she, she ain't cooking. I ain't putting no gas in the car. See, it's ludicrous. It's crazy. It's foolishness. And if you're doing it, you're out of your mind and you do not deserve a relationship. Because you really don't have one and you are incapable of forming one. If you have that, all you have is a coexistence. So. If you're in this situation, you're married, you're sharing bills and all this, all the, the things, the accoutrements that go with a marriage. And. Women. If you choose laundry as your job, y'all bear with me, do the damn job. Wash the clothes, cook the food, do all those things you promised to do and stop making your promise contingent. Because if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, the minute you decide you're not going to do it, you're a liar. You lied to him. 
You lied to your children in the present and you lied to God. Because remember, your vow says to forsaking all others, giving unto him. That's what you said. That's what you said. Nobody else twisted your arm and made you say that. So what does that mean? That means that you need to have some food on the plate despite what's going on. You need to have them clothes clean despite what's going on. You need to be a compliant with whatever plan is going off of that house. Now, if you don't want to uh, be intimate with your husband, that's a whole nother situation. But you, you better not be holding your intimacy hostage. Because if you do, you're a liar and the truth ain't in you. Same with guys. Okay. Now, when you pull back that thing about selfishness, okay, this is the only reason you should be doing anything for anybody. Are you ready for it? Love. Now, most since most people don't know what love is, let me give you a definition. Love is when what you know about someone overrides how you feel about them. So let me put that in perspective. The man's coming home late from work without a, without a real explanation. There's food on the table waiting for him. You don't get scolded because the food's cold. Food on the table, either he eats it or he doesn't. He goes into his uh, into the, to the bathroom to take a shower. The towels are clean. The bathroom's clean. No question. No scolding. See, because woman, it ain't your. It is you're not there to raise him, and you don't own him. Okay. That's what love is. You know he's acting like a jerk. You know he's being a fool. But guess what? You keep cooking. You keep cleaning because the blessing of what you do not going to be contingent on what he's doing. Okay, guys, you keep going to work. Need I say any more? Keep going to work. Keep the bills paid. You promise to pay the car note, pay the car note. Okay. Now, if she's cheating or she's cheating, either one, you need to make a decision as to whether you want to stay or not. But I'm telling you, you can stay because most of most people don't have the agreement as to cheating, either being part or not being part. They don't make the they don't make people don't ask those types of questions. And if it's not clear that this cheating is not part of the standard that we're setting for this relationship, if you do it, you are wrong. But guess what? That's usually up in the air or it's something that people just it's just implied. I'm your partner. You don't go with someone else. That's just implied, but you never asked. I'm a big advocate of asking. Okay. So that way you can actually call it what it is. If a person says, I will not cheat on you and they do it, they are a liar and they deserve whatever they get. So here's how you ask that question. You first thing you says you ask is, have you ever cheated on anybody, any relationship? If they say no. Okay, you accept that. You can't do nothing about that, but we're just setting the stage. The second question you need to ask is, will you ever cheat on me? And if they say no, the next thing you say is, okay, so we can conclude that 
that if we can agree that cheating is grounds for terminating this relationship. And if they say yes, you got them. And that's where you need to stay about every single question in your relationship. Remember, because y'all different. They come from different circumstances. They come in out of different relationships. Okay. So let's get back to the selfishness thing. If you're not doing anything, if you're not doing everything you do inside your home for the benefit of that other person, you're a liar and the truth ain't in you and they're not going to be able to trust you. And if it does, if you playing the trust game and you're doing it for a long time because you're used to it, guess what? It's only a matter of time before the situation comes up and you're going to be called on it. So here's the, so here's the bottom line. Do what you do for the soul of the game. If you don't like cooking, say you don't like cooking. If you don't like working, say you don't like working. If you don't like, if you don't like, you don't like, then get out the relationship. Because you don't need too many do not likes within. The do not likes are for without. You use your do not likes to protect your relationship, not to build it. This is Dr. Connexpert, Dr. Timothy Hart. You all have a great day.